Hey, product bosses, Mina here. Do you know what is always a smart strategy for any product business, small or big? It's creating good, consistent content. That's why Jacqueline and I have created the course, A Year of Content. It helps product-based businesses like you create easy, ongoing content that will help you make sales and make connections with your customers. This is crucial for building your short-term and long-term success for your product business. So go check it out. Again, that's a yearofcontent.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's super affordable. It's only $37. It has over 200 prompts, a content planning workbook, and video lessons to show you how to easily create content for your product and for your business. We'll see you in there. Okay, so let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my All Smiles co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are recording another live podcast right now. It is airing on Facebook. So if you are listening to it right now, you're listening to it live, or you're listening on the podcast, which is in the future. So welcome to the future. Yes. Again, hello, future us. You guys are doing great this week. <laughs> so we asked our friends that are watching watching live on Facebook for the descriptor for me to describe Mina and All Smiles was the one we chose because we are. We are All Smiles today. Mm-hmm. So Mina today's episode. Right. Today's episode is something that uh, we get so much pushback, but so much wanting for us to, uh, wanting coaching from us about, and that is selling. Right. And, but the pushback is, I don't want to sound salesy. I don't want to seem inauthentic. I don't want to um, always be pitching my stuff. And this is what the uh, podcast episode is all about is the three must do's to selling authentically online. Absolutely. But first, I just want to take the time to say thank you to all of you that have left a review for the Product Boss podcast. And if you could do us a favor, it really helps our business and it helps us grow and reach more product bosses in the world. So if you pause right now, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, head on over, make sure to subscribe to the Product Boss and leave us a positive review. So I just want to say thank you as I pull it up to Liz at Blackberry Hill for this amazing review. It's called Bingeworthy. Have a product-based business. This podcast is for you. I just found J&M this week and have been listening whenever I can. After three plus years in business, they give advice I wish I had in the beginning. Thank you so much, ladies, for supporting small businesses and giving them the tools to succeed. You're welcome. And Liz, thank you so much for leaving that review. Yeah. Thanks so much, Liz. That was a great review. 
So again, thank you. And if you could take the time to subscribe and leave a positive review again, that really helps our business. So let's jump in to talking about the three must do's to selling authentically online. Right. And I think there was two words that we wanted to include in this title and that was authentically, well, actually three, selling authentically online. So we want to make sure you guys knew that no matter what's happening, we're recording this in the time of COVID-19. Well, one thing is for certain, for certain is that you need to move online. The other thing too, is that you need to sell, but of course we want you guys to do it in a very authentic way. We want you to show up and sell in an authentic way. Absolutely. So we're going to jump into what you need to do. Um, for all, for a lot of you, I also want you to think that this might end up being a mindset shift for you. So bear with us, go through this with us. We have some incredible examples of product bosses that have kind of shifted and have really been able to shift their mindset so they can sell online because no matter what happens, I think I realized today I'm like 68 days into quarantine, um, still in New Jersey, we're one of the only states that are still kind of like fully locked and we, things are going to be changing and things are going to be changing rapidly. They are changing rapidly, which is why we are kind of recording this almost in real time. But what we do know, what we've always known is that things are moving virtually. Things are moving online. They will always continue to move online. So whether you were pushed into this because of COVID-19, because shows were canceled or things changed and happened that you weren't prepped for, this is kind of that kick in the booty to move you ahead. But I know a lot of you also want to figure out how you could be authentic and show up and still sell more. Yeah. I think for all of us, we're, we're seeing, there's different, you know, phases that we're all going through, but we did a podcast episode on this a while back, just a while back. I think it was just like literally a couple of weeks, but it feels like years at this point, (laughs) but we were talking about um, how your brain or your mind is your worst enemy, right? During these times where there's lots of transition, lots of uncertainty or all the things that feel up in the air, you kind of have to reassess where you are on a continual basis. So an example I want to give is like, I just started doing a morning routine starting last week. Have I always done a morning routine? Yeah. But does it change all the time? Absolutely. Because I'm always having to reassess what my life is looking like. And that is changing on a more um, prevalent basis right now than it ever has been. So this is the thing about your mind, right? Once you make up your mind, it doesn't mean that it's that way forever, but there are certain things that you know that are probably more true than others. And that is that we're going to go online, but there's also truths in your head that are holding you back that repeat themselves. And so we're going to kind of try to make that shift with you guys. Right. Okay. So one of the first must do's to selling authentically online is that we need you guys to sort of shift your mindset and your business practice to understanding or shifting from offline to online. Mm -hmm. So in person to virtual. Right. And that's because we have a lot of you guys saying that your trade shows have been canceled, but you hesitate to get online because of how different that is, right? Online to in person, but you clearly have the skill set and the aptitude and the smarts and the friendliness and the warmth that brought people into your booth at a trade show. So now it's like, how do you transfer that over to online? And that is kind of the basis of the selling authentically as well. Yeah. So I just want to kind of repeat a little bit of what Mina's saying. So many of you are brave enough to get in front of your customers in real life and do trade shows, do markets, farmers markets, pop-up fairs, 
all of the things, right? Which otherwise people would be terrified of. But you guys instead are terrified of getting online or showing your faces potentially and becoming a virtual presence um, because it just feels different, right? We all have these different comforts. I want you guys to think in your head, well, what are my what are my skills and what are my talents? Like, how do I show up authentically when I'm in person with people? And how do I just sort of shift that over? Yes, it feels like oftentimes you're talking to yourself into a screen, but how do I shift that over and show up in that exact same way, but online and ultimately to more people? Because if you think about the reach that, especially social media, for example, Instagram, Facebook, those are free tools and the reach, you have global reach versus selling to a small community or town to locals, for example, or people who come specifically to that trade show. Right. And I think that when you are at a real life event, like a trade show, you start gaining that confidence because you're speaking about your product. You're learning about what people are liking, what they're not liking. You're getting their cues um, of what they're interested in and what they're not interested in. And you just kind of have to figure that out also online. So does that mean that you're going to show up perfectly from the get-go? No, it isn't because nobody shows up perfectly from the get-go. You know, you have to be able to just keep showing up and being like, oh, I'm cued in to what my um, customer is telling me. Um, when I first started um, writing, I, I always felt like this is really hard. There must be super talented people out there that can just sit down and write. The magic happens and this inspiration flows out of them. And, you know, then they have this novel or a fiction book or whatever. But then I realized that it's hard for everybody and it's a process. So the thing that I would always tell myself is that every time I write, it brings value whether it be for the other person or myself, right? Because I'm learning about, okay, this is really hard or I'm learning about, okay, this is really easy. I'm learning about some days I feel really inspired and some days I don't. Um, so I just have to remember that, okay, if I go on video now, so I've flipped it now for myself, that every time I do a video, there's some sort of value, whether it's for myself or some other person, because there's nothing that changes experience, right? Like there's nothing like we can tell you guys, like, um, one of my, uh, marriage counselors was like, I'm like your guys's piano teacher and I can give you guys the notes, but it's up to you to practice. And that's what we're telling you guys. There's that practice, right. That you guys have to have where it's like, okay, I can get through it and I'm making it better. And, and every time I do it, it's either value to myself or value to others. So there's no point in not starting to do it. Absolutely. I, I think what I want, what I want you guys to think about is what do I bring? Like if I were at a, um, if I was in person right now with somebody, um, how would I have approached it? If they walked up to the booth, would I ask them a question? Would I say, have you heard about my business? Would I say, can I help you with anything? Would I pay attention to the thing that they were reaching towards? Would I step back and kind of give them a second to come ask me a question? Kind of walk yourself through what you would do in person. Then shift that and think, okay, if I had to initiate the conversation, which technically is what you do online, right? You show up, like you show up mm -hmm. on their Facebook page, on their Instagram, in their inbox, flip that and say, okay, there's people, people have very similar, um, actions. I know like jewelry, most people probably reach and look at necklaces, like on a stand, right? That's a uh -huh. similar like movement they probably make, or they go and look at earrings or their eye level. So you might then approach this 
online aspect, the virtual aspect? Are you sending emails? Are you doing Instagram stories? Are you posting something in your feed? That's kind of going to flip it and answer that question or present it to them. Right. So, um, here's my bestseller. We always, we always talk about bestsellers. Here's my three bestsellers. Um, you know, people ask us if these are made out of silver or they're coated, you know, these are natural, these are soy based. So just start to think in that way and try and flip it. And then you kind of do, you just need to show up and be present to a blank screen, but imagine what would I be talking to somebody about if it was in real life? And in real life, one of the things that people do a lot in uh, trade shows, let's go on the example of jewelry is they get you to put stuff on, mm-hmm. right? You've been to the booths where they try to do your hair, they try to curl and they try to put lotion on you and they try to spritz you. But for jewelry, they have you try it on so you know where it hits. What made me think of this is those necklaces, right? I actually bought a necklace and it hit the wrong spot and I had to exchange it for the one that was longer, for instance. And so just remember when you're bringing something online, you become the hands the ears, the taste, the smell, you become that for your customer. Whereas like if you're in person with them, you can simply say, you should try this on, or you could even like do it for them. We've had plenty of people that have put stuff on for us before even asking, you know, so think about that, right? So you can, um, like, uh, Sarah Cornwell jewelry does this really well. She puts on the necklaces just that's her one simple action. She literally does a one minute video on her feed of her putting, you know, unlocking the class, putting it on and showing it. Voila, done. You and know? you know why that's genius, Sarah Cornwell, if you're listening, why we think you're a genius is that what do people do in real life when they're at a store or in person? They mm-hmm. take a necklace and they hold it up to see the length of it. They right. take earrings and they hold it up to their ear to see what it looks like. They put a ring on their hand, they put on a bracelet and then they look at it eye to their thing. And then they look at it in a mirror. Cause from a fashion tip, whenever we're doing fittings and fashion, we look at things in the mirror instead of directly at the model wearing it as we're trying to figure out how mm-hmm. we're going to adjust it because it, cause that mirror, that reflection is the thing that kind of lets them see outside of themselves. Right. So exactly why Sarah, what she's doing is genius because she's just, that's the question someone would have like, well, where does it fit on my neck? Mm-hmm. How does it look? I never even buy a purse without putting it on my arm and looking (laughs) at myself in the mirror to see how it's hanging. If I cross bodied it, if I had it along there, what it feels like on my shoulder, what it looks like with my outfit. Is it too dressy? That's a purse, you know? So I think anything can really evolve into you being their hands as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to shout out Blythe Bobbles, which is Maureen, who this woman Killing it. We're going to talk about her throughout this episode because she is our inspiration. We could sing that song for her. (laughs) But let's not. We won't. We won't. We're not the singers. But she, I started this video or plank challenge this last weekend. So if you guys haven't heard about it, um, I'm asking our students and people who follow us on social media to do a video or plank challenge. You'd use that hashtag. And the idea was, is when we were teaching video that I said, if I could hold a plank for a minute. You guys could do a video for a minute. Right. You said something like anybody can do anything for 60 seconds. You guys can go on video. I could probably do a plank for 60 seconds. From somebody who hasn't done a plank in a very long time. I said challenge. So I did. So this last weekend I did a plank while teaching people how to talk about their business and then set it up as this challenge that I'm basically, I tagged a bunch of people and said, either film yourself doing a plank for 60 seconds or talking about your business. And so if you guys want to participate in this, the only way we can track it is if you do it in your 
feed. So 60 seconds of you talking about your business and your feed, or if you want to do it in stories, use the hashtag video or plank challenge. Okay. Don't try and do the sticker. The sticker challenge thing doesn't work, but that's my aside. So Blythe Bobbles, she's a student of ours, Maureen. She told us at the most, she's an introvert. And she said, the most I've shown of myself on social media is half of my eye and my ear. Because <laughs> she was showing her earring like this, but she cropped it. So it looked like that. She sells jewelry. So mm. we're like, okay, next time maybe show your whole face. So what did I do when I created this challenge? I tagged her. <laughs> There's nothing like your coaches. <laughs> really shoving you in there. Calling you out on social. <laughs> I can't tell you how proud I am of this woman though. She went in. She did a 60 second video on her feed. She even aired her bloopers on her stories. She made a sale off of the very first video she posted. She doesn't have a ton of followers. She's mm -mm. used to doing in person. She sells her beautiful jewelry. And a lot of times she sells to teachers within the, um, the teacher's lounge, the teacher's lounge. And she's got no access to that because guess what? This is a time of COVID and schools aren't open. So she's trying to shift it. Well, she made a sale off of that. She made a sale off of her bloopers. And since then, you guys, it's been a couple of days. She has like three or four new videos posted. She's like, I'm on a roll. I can't stop. And she's making sales. She's gaining email, like uh, emails to her list and followers just from a couple of videos when before she wasn't going to show more than her eye and her ear. And she also used her video scripts. I do want to say that because when we were talking about our, um, how to be uh, more confident on video, it was be prepared. And I feel like she used every single one of our tips. She showed up with our products. She came to you know, the video with a, a script that she had, and then she had a call to action, right? And then she repeated it as far as doing more than one video. And then she felt really good about it because, you know, it's, she's starting on it, keeping that momentum going. And that's what she did. And I'm just so extremely proud of her. She is just doing an amazing job. She's being an inspiration to other people who find this hard as well. And it's just been a really good, um, amazing thing to see. So this is a message we got from her because I'm not kidding when I say like, I keep getting so impressed by these videos she's posting that, um, you know, so she goes, so she did, she used our scripts. Um, what'd she say? She said, thank you again. I would have never done any of this if it weren't for you. So it just took a little shove, push, <laughs> virtual call out, <laughs> but she's doing it. And she, she keeps updating us on the more sales that she's getting and where she's getting them. And I think she's seeing the payoff, right? So I think sometimes when you can see that payoff, when you start to see, because again, she did all these in-person shows, right? Or when I right. say shows, she was in these in-person with these teachers and she obviously did a really great job in person. So she has that, she has that in her tool belt and now it's just her feeling comfortable enough on camera. Right. Um, I want to show you guys the power of words in just a little example here, right? We kept calling it shove, which if you reframe a shove, it's literally just a nudge in the right direction. So see that reframe right there? So that's, that's what, what you guys my daughter have to says when she pushes my kid. <laughs> I just nudged you really hard. Um, so that's what you have to do in your head, right? The making yourself do something, even if you don't want to, but what's the worst that can happen, right? You only get better. Right. Okay. So let's move on to the second thing of mindset shift, right? There are the other must do for right now for you guys, um, selling authentically online. So you have to consider passive sell. You have to change from passive selling to active selling. 
Yes. So passive to active. So I want to give you the example of like a gym, right? Somebody who owns a gym. Well, a gym owner could be like, you know what? We're going to sit here and we're going to have our offer of you get this one year membership for $1,000. I'm actually seeing a lot of that right now of just people putting that up there. Okay. Well, what's the active version of that? Hey, come on in. I'll give you guys a tour. Here, I'll show you these um, educational tips online. I'm going to show up every week for you guys. So there's the virtual version of this. Hey, here's the uh, boxing gloves that I use. I love these. Here's where you can get them. Also, um, when I first started, I was really sore, but it, what pushed me through was that I didn't want to be sore anymore. Stories, right? Oh, look at this transformation of this person and that person. That is active selling, you guys. Whereas passive selling is putting your product out there, your offer, right? And just expecting people to find you. And they just simply will not. So right now is the time where you guys have to um, actively go out there, show up, but ask for the sale too in all those ways. And it's the active aspect of just asking Mm -hmm. asking and know that you're authentic. So I know when the whole quarantine COVID thing started, people were like, I feel bad about selling. I know we've talked about this on the podcast, but yeah. there was a lot of guilt attached to selling. And I know we've said this, but we also said it's your job to sell. You have a business, like you're employing people or you're employing yourself. You're giving back to the economy by being the person to provide the product to the people that want your product, right? That was a big mindset shift. If you, we like to talk about how we model stuff for you. So we modeled that ask in the beginning of this podcast episode where we asked for you to review us on the podcast. We don't always ask. We usually kind of just talk about people who are doing it, but, but I said, could you do us a favor? Because otherwise, if you don't invite someone into your house, they're going to kind of be like, mm, do I, do I sit? Do I, what, mm -hmm. what do I do? Right. right. I don't want to bother her. It's but COVID I was selling. But it yeah. was selling. Um, you know, I put a poster up on the outside of my gym. Yeah. Were you though? Were you really selling? You know? Or I posted something on Instagram. I posted my earrings on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I talked about, I was like, here are my earrings. They're so pretty. Do you like rainbows? Like <laughs> that's not, <laughs> that's not selling your product, right? Versus mm -hmm. saying, Here's our best selling earring. People love it because again, shout out to Maureen because she used our script. <laughs> I didn't realize it was our script. I was like, that is one of the best videos I've seen. And she's like, it's <laughs> using your script. <laughs> like, oh, I wrote those a while ago. But she said, like, and people love these because, and this is how you can get them. Mm -hmm. I invite you click on the link in my bio, you know, head over to the website, do these things. And so by giving those invitations or the, that call to action, as we call it. So right. selling is not inauthentic. No, it is not. And I think that again, a reframe that I wanted to put here, instead of thinking of it as selling, you're making a recommendation right? So this is something that really, really helped me because I had a lot of natural conversations about labels, which seems very unnatural because who gives a darn about labels most of the time, unless it's interesting to them, unless it's my avatar, unless they need it, right? Or unless they know somebody who needs it. So in a normal conversation with like, let's say a neighbor or something, I would be like, yeah, I own a labels company. It's for daycare labels, blah, blah, blah. But I never knew how to close out that conversation. Want to buy them? Oh. Want to buy them? <laughs> you're oh, watching live. Hello, labels for sale. Labels for sale. Inside the coat. 
you know? So the way that I figured out how I would do it was if they said something like, you know who that'd be perfect for is like my sister-in-law. I would say, you know what she should start with is our animal friends, baby bottles, because they go on everything and there's probably nothing that she can't use it on, right? The recommendation. So it doesn't feel like you're saying buy now. It's just you're recommending the first step that people can take to be introduced to your brand. Yes. And so that's also paying attention. Um, I've studied a lot in uh, uh, under some uh, business coaches, sales coaches, that kind of thing. And it's also paying attention to the cues that they're giving you. Mm-hmm. So by her taking, there's the person that's like, oh, uh, that's, that's nice. Um, yeah. What's the weather? <laughs> right. That's interesting. That cue Good is for like, you. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and then do you eat bonbons and watch TV all day? Yes. No. Um, so there, and then there's a cue when they take it, they ask a question, they reciprocate some sort of engagement with you. Oh, my sister could use those. That's mm-hmm. an, in, they're cueing to you that kind of invitation to authentically give suggestions like Mina's saying, right? You're not going to be like, well, I can sell you some for your sister right now. Mm-hmm. No, I'll give you a 10% not- discount. <laughs> right. But you know, your sister would love these. Let me know yeah. if she wants any. I have a friends and family discount. I'd be willing to offer it to you. Yeah, so- Absolutely. You know, so it's, it's taking it to that step because you've heard that cue. If you guys are on Instagram, for example, and cause we teach this to our students, we teach about, you know, authentically showing up and engaging with them and how you can do that. So if you guys are posting something and you get a comment, like, oh my goodness, I love those. Send them mm-hmm. a message, DM them. Hey, uh-huh. you love them. I would love to get you a pair. Um, would you like for a first time, we offer it for first time customers, 10% off. Anyways, let me send you that friends and family, you know, link right now. And like, you can get them right. Or you right. ask for the email and you try and close the sale, but they've given you a cue. Like I love those. The worst that's going to happen is they, they don't respond to you. Right. And remember the recommendation, right? So I want to show you guys an example. Um, Gosh, I should have been prepared, you guys. So this is um, earrings from Susan Gordon Pottery. She is in the top mastermind with us. I got these for Jacqueline from Jacqueline for Christmas, and I love them. And here's mine too. So if you're watching on Facebook, we have our matching like swan earrings. Right. And so in this case, I would have said, you know what would be so great for your dark hair is the pop of blue. That is one of our favorite ones for people who have dark hair because I will very rarely ever buy anything that's black on black because I might as well not wear earrings. For example. To me, by the way, if you guys are watching live, my earrings are black. <laughs> yeah. Which is I guess the my blo- hair is lighter now. So yeah, your hair is lighter. So it pops on you. Whereas like you probably wouldn't wear a tan earring or something, let's say, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the recommendation, right? Oh yeah. You love them. I was thinking that if you wanted to buy the blue version, it would really pop against your dark hair, something like that. Right. Right. Because you know your product and you actually know what people do love. And so it's very authentic and it's a genuine connection of you making a useful recommendation to them. Right. Okay. So the idea again of passive selling versus active selling, we've given you guys a few examples here on how to sort of flip that that mindset for you, Sarah Martin, who's watching live on Facebook right now said, that is great advice. Didn't think of the recommendation, how simple it's true. It's just these simple tweaks in your mindset, in the way that you speak and the way that you present these offers that are going to help you sell authentically. Because again, I want to remind you guys, this is your job to sell your product. 
Right. And, you know, we just sold the survival kit course bundle. And that is one thing that I really saw where the, there's two camps. There's the people who probably are not going to do anything right now. And they're just going to wait this out. And there's the other camp that they're going to get active about it. They are going to make moves. They are going to do what they, they're going to get scrappy. They're going to get creative. They're going to show up more. They're going to adjust and adapt and thrive. Right. And so it really is about, you know, that whole survival kit bundle when Jacqueline and I made it, it was so you, we pushed you guys, nudged you from passive to active, right? And it was really, okay, how can we get you guys to be act, uh, active in selling? Well, there was the done method. There's the video scripts. There's the pivot and sell course. That's really about getting online and selling in the most scrappy and creative way. And so it was everything about it was pushing you from passive to active. Absolutely. So Remember that guys, remember this, um, as you're moving forward. So our third must do to selling authentically online is shifting these phrases. So the, I would never, or I could never to, I can, and I am. Right. So I would never get on video. I could never get on video. I'm terrible at video to, I can get on video and I am the face of my brand, right? Mm-hmm. You guys can do it. Maureen did it. We've spent, Jen did it. So many people did it where they are just starting that journey of getting better and better and better at it. And so you just need to make that switch to that mind frame. Yeah. So, I mean, I, how many times have we said certain things, right? Like I would never, I could never, that mindset, those words are, are those things that will hold you back, right? They'll stop you from doing things. Why? Words are so powerful. Your mindset is so powerful. And so that's why we want you guys to think is, you know, I would never, I could never to, this is my opportunity. Mina and I, we always pre-plan out our podcast and we were having a conversation earlier today. And I said, who else is better to represent your brand than you, because unless you guys are willing to pay the big bucks for a sales rep who charges you monthly amounts, takes a percentage of uh, your sales, makes makes you pay for trade shows and all the things, right? Um, Or you hired somebody onto your team that's a sales rep for you, who also you pay the big bucks to, they would sell, but they're still not always going to sell the way you would. I'm not saying that I want you guys to be your sales reps forever. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you're always going to sell it as your business grows and you kind of shift away out of it a little bit. You will hopefully have sales teams that are the ones doing it, that it's not you, but right now, and in the time of COVID where we've seen all sorts of CEOs peek out from behind the boardroom (laughs) like this, like (laughs) not even like this, they're like flinging the door open and be like, please, Stay with us or come back or we're going to send you money in the mail. Like all of the, um, uh, car insurance places, right. They're like, we're just going to refund you. Don't even worry about it. (laughs) Wow. I actually haven't noticed that, but the thing that's so amazing about video and why we keep talking about video as we're talking about the three must do's of selling online or selling authentically online is because people can tell almost immediately if you're being authentic or not on video because they get to hear your voice. They get to, unless you're a professional actor, it's very hard 
to deceive people into who you are repeatedly over and over and over, right? Um, it's unnatural for us. So it's easier just to show up authentically through video because they bond to you faster, engage with you quicker. It's just such a powerful medium of getting through to people, but showing who you are authentically because people are very forgiving when it comes to video and live video, especially if something were to happen or, you know, a kid comes barging through or the dog starts barking or, or whatever it is. Um, and I think that that's why video and authenticity kind of go hand in hand right now because people want it. They're watching all kinds of videos right now and they're doing it by spending all this time online right now. Yeah. So I know we talked about Christy Lee last week, but, um, Iron and Pearl, she's watching live right now. She wrote, pre-recording and uploading video takes a ton of the stress and fear away. Going live will take more guts and we'll pursue it after more practice. So this is my friend. I call her my friend now because we went live together on Instagram where again, she she decided to jump on live with me, but she definitely had some alcohol in her hand because <laughs> that's like the new running um, kind of like joke in our community when we reference back to Mina and how Mina back in the day needed you know, a, a little bit of shot. I'm not going to say help. that I, it wouldn't hurt me right now. You know, like definitely I could use a whiskey shot and probably be so much better. I feel like said all moms during quarantine, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so she, for example, she did it. And I also called her out in this video or plank challenge. I was like, do a video. And she did it. And she was fantastic. And we've had other people like Kadora, Janet Kadora, who also did it, um, and went live and they've, they're wonderful on video and I love it because we actually get to see, see them, like see their faces. Cause otherwise we just see their names next to some text that they've typed in, in our community. So these are women that we've been around because they're students of ours. And they've said in the past, like, I don't know that they've specifically said I would never, I could never, but they've definitely had those barriers up of feeling like it was not easy for them. And again, that gentle nudge and uh -huh. now they are, so they can, and they are, or am doing it. Yeah. And Jen actually used one of those. What's that thing behind you called again? There's something behind me. The body. Oh, a dress form. Yeah. The body. A mannequin or a dress form. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who's behind me? <laughs> There's something behind me. Okay. The dress form. She had a dress form. She sells jewelry. So it's just like, I think of it as like how some people use like a whiteboard or whatever. They have certain props. That was easier for her to have a dress form when she was selling jewelry. So do what feels right for you or feels good for you. And, um, I think that it was Jen that said that that was a lot harder than I expected. Okay. First times are always hard, right? But it's the continuation of it that is key, right? So all of, a lot of us can say, wow, that was really hard. That was harder than, that's actually what I say all the time with birth, man, every time I've only given birth two times, but it, both times were way harder than I ever expected. Even the second time when I knew what was going to happen. So it's just continuing to do it and getting better at it and honing your skill at it. And it keeps getting easier and easier, right? Going back to my uh, yoga class. Uh -huh. Today, my, my, my husband bought me a virtual yoga pass for three months. And there's this one instructor I like, he's hilarious. And he was like, the only part that's hard is the doing it. Doing it is hard. The before <laughs> and the after are not hard. <laughs> you just got to get through the doing it part, you know? Um, and that's the thing, right? Like we can, the mindset shift, like the psyching yourself out 
But once mm-hmm. you're in it and you're doing it, yeah, that might feel hard. And, and the more you do it, whether or not it's hard or not in the next time, it's okay because you're going to do it. You're going to go through it. You're going to hold a plank for mm-hmm. a minute, or you're going to do a video for a minute. All I'm asking for you guys is to do something for 60 seconds. And so, um, I love this, this episode was definitely inspired by these mindset shifts that our community uh-huh. and our students have taken. And, and, and it's been huge. Like the results have been in dollars and revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see what all of you listening do. Oh, that's just the initial results. So, you know, when I was talking about um, Jen saying this was harder than I expected, she's going to forget just like how I forgot about how hard birth was, right? She's going (laughs) to forget and she's going to look back on this, you know, probably in let's say three months and say, gosh, I remember how hard it was for me to get that first video out. And I did it and I'm still doing it. And now I'm so much better than I was before. Right. And so that's just the initial results. Like Maureen had the initial sales. Imagine how much more skilled she will be at the end of this. And so it's like, that's what makes me really proud is that we're really shifting. When you shift your mindset to be something else, you're changing the outcome of how things happen. You know, how the things you embrace or the things that you decide to do or the decisions you make, it's so different when you reframe things for yourself and push yourself to, to do things you don't want to do because you know, the, the big things don't happen in your comfort zones, you know? And so imagine big things happening and that's like the most amazing thing of this whole thing. Yeah. The effect, the, the effect of what one thing will do and set you up for the next thing. Mina and I, you know, getting on a stage a couple, three years ago together to do this and where we are now with a, you know, a top business charts, like podcast and Uh communities and students and courses. All of this was the fact that Mina actually went out of her comfort zone to fly and meet someone she'd never met before in her life to speak (laughs) on a stage when she didn't typically (laughs) speak on stages. Yes. It could have been gone terribly wrong. Right. But, but even it if it would have, who cares? Amazing. Right. Yeah. Worst case scenario. Well, in that case. Well, I guess unless I was like a crazy person <laughs> that you were meeting. <laughs> but worst case scenario of you guys showing up on video is that it goes away in 24 hours for stories, right? You delete it. Yeah. Or you get like a troll and they say something mean. Who cares? You know, that's the worst case scenario. The best case scenario is something amazing right? Because you're changing a mental shift in yourself. It's not like, oh, the best thing that's going to happen is a sale. No. The thing that I want you guys to think is the best thing that happened is I shifted my mindset and now I can see what I'm willing to do and how committed I am and um, amazing things have happened. Right. And we're watching them in real time play out. Um, We have some amazing episodes coming for you guys in the future that if you're watching, if you go to our Facebook page, and subscribe, you'll be able to sort of see when we pop up and do these lives. But we have some amazing stories of students that have hit record-breaking months during a time of COVID by shifting online, right? By shifting virtually, by maybe showing up more on their emails or showing more on Instagram. I mean, I'm not kidding, like back-to-back six-figure months or April where it beat out their entire sales of the year before. Okay. Mm-hmm. One month beat out their entire previous year. So we're seeing that we're seeing people that show up and do a 60 second video that are gaining new followers and emails and making sales to people they would have never made sales to before. So all of these things are just around the corner. The second you are able to nudge yourself and make that mindset shift and lean in 
just lean in. Mm -hmm. Yes. I agree. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I want to, there was a a quick comment in Facebook that I want to say, because actually this was in one of our DMS where, um, somebody had said, you know, I'm doing the video. It's great, but now I need to work on lighting and I need to do all these things. Right. I want to remind you guys something that we say a lot. We say it in our courses, better done than perfect. Yes. And actually we say done is better than perfect, but you we know say what? a lot of things, <laughs> you know what better saying that than not saying it. <laughs> yeah. I just said it imperfectly. <laughs> done is better than perfect. And I only know that so much more because we have the done method, right? But I always switch it too. And I always think it's funny because the irony of saying it wrong, right, is that we are just like, oh, well, done saying that is better than not saying it. (laughs) But we say that because it doesn't matter how you show up online. It doesn't, I mean, I mean, it does, it does matter in the way of, um, you, you are representing your brand. But whether the lighting is good or not, whether you have makeup on or not, again, especially if you're using something like Instagram and we did that episode last week on Instagram stories. So if you haven't go back and listen, um, some things go away in 24 hours. Mita and I show up often with makeup and without makeup with lashes, without lashes. We show up in all different ways because we just really want to show that it's showing up and showing up consistently. Mm -hmm. And so you can decide what take you want on that. But I want you guys to let go of the perfect. Actually, we got another DM that someone did a live, a video and her mother-in-law. Yes. I saw that. Her mother-in-law messaged her and said, I'm really glad you're doing lives, but I see laundry in your background. <laughs> I see a pile of clothes. She said, and it was just a comforter. She gave her like <laughs> constructive criticism on her live and she forwarded it to us because she thought we'd, we'd like it. And I was like, listen, you did it. You did yeah. a video, do another video. Moms, mother-in-laws, they always kind of want to like, you know, they want to be, they're hair. helpful in their own way. In their mom sort of way. Yes. So yes. we're just proud of you for showing up and doing it. And again, what's our quote? Done is better than perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Done is better than perfect is what we always remind ourselves of. And consistently, and that's how we get through to stage two of doing done is better than perfect in that way, Right of maybe we put up videos that we edit, or maybe we, you know, it's like the whole other level of discomfort we're pushing through. Which those of you watching live get to see the whole thing unedited. But then when Mina gets her hands on the podcast, oftentimes she edits (laughs) most of her out than me. Well, you always sound amazing. And I always have all kinds of running stories that are very nice of you to say, but if I listened, I would probably edit me out and not edit you out. (laughs) So, but there's, there's definitely things in post and you can definitely try it over and over because like Mina said, like you're learning something, you post it, you don't like it. You're like, Oh, I should change my background or change the lighting or make my product more forward. You're learning something. So yeah, just take action. Yeah. Janet said on Facebook, she said, I have to get over the perfect part. Deleted and reposted my story five times today. Finally got the whole thing to post. Ugh. So I have to tell you guys, I actually um, would delete my stories as well. So it's very normal for you to feel that initial discomfort and be like freak out mode and delete it, which is fine. Right? So you will get to a point where it'll be easier because you won't be doing five times of something to learn something, even in the tech part, right? You'll know sooner how to do things or where the lighting is really good or how to prop up your phone or all the things. And so it will just get easier and it's okay if you guys delete it, just keep at it. 
and just keep practicing it. Absolutely. So thank you for those of you showing up live with us on Facebook and thank you for those of you listening to us in the future. Um, if you haven't done so already, make sure to head over to our Facebook page and we will put the link in the show notes to make sure that you like and subscribe to our page so that you are able to know when we do these things live and you can get this information ahead of time. And we are just thrilled to be here with you. And if you're watching this on YouTube, because we are also repurposing our content to YouTube, make sure to subscribe and leave a comment below. Right. Thanks everybody. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.